It's really good to be in studio, by the way. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Hey, everybody. I'm Ben. Oh, and I'm Nick. Yeah. <laughs> is that how we're doing this? <laughs> yeah, we're doing this like this. Um, Nick Vial is here today. Ashley is out of the country. And so we thought we'd bring back one of our favorite and most special guests, the former bachelor himself. Welcome to the podcast, Nick. Thanks for having me, Ben. Are you the most recent bachelor other than Ari? Yes. Oh, <laughs> so we have the most recent bachelor and the one before? Are you the one before? I, I am, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> hey, this is a big deal, isn't it? So we have the two most recent bachelors talking about the new one. You yeah. are nothing if not observant, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, it's like we planned that or something. Um, anyways. I immediately feel used. <laughs> Wait, before you guys start okay. talking about everything, I have some breaking news. I'd love to hear this. I would like to read from Us Magazine's end-of-the-year issue some things that were the most Googled in 2017. Let's hear it. The most Googled person, Matt Lauer. The mm. most Googled musician, Linkin Park. That's sad. The most Googled wedding, Pippa Middleton and James Matthews, mm. and the most Googled breakup, mm-hmm. Ben Higgins and Lauren Bushnell. Oh, wow. Way to go. Congratulations. I was really excited for this list. How is that possible? You and Matt. Lauer. What do you mean, how is that possible? How is that possible that like more people Googled you than Chris Pratt and Anna Ferris or Anna, Anna, whatever her name is, Josh Demel and Fergie? Amy, Why? listen to what you're saying right now. Besides all other variables, yeah. With, besides all of va- variables, that now my breakup is is the most googled. You're rubbing in by going how. <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, I I actually am like shocked. I, Amy, stop. This hurts. I don't want to be mean. Like I'm proud of you. No, I, I don't want. <laughs> this is Why? going nowhere good. They, people truly believed in your relationship. I believe that. Um, unfortunately. What is I don't know like, what to say right I know. now. I want to know what you're feeling now that I've told you you're the most Googled breakup. Yeah. How does that make you feel? Sad? Happy? I don't know. Um, confused. It's like a minor win in your <laughs> failed relationship. There's nothing about this that's... <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's really sad. It's like the it's ultimate really participation award. Oh, yeah. You yeah. Know? Hey, you tried really hard. Tried really hard. And as a result... And we cared... Yeah. But, hey, listen, you know. Like, people cared that you lost. All right. Hey, everybody. Um, <laughs> Unlike my relationship, apparently people just went on with their day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. It's like, oh, well, you know. Yeah, Nick, do you think you'd feel better if you were the most Googled? I'm yeah. comfortable with letting Ben have this award. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's in print. I printed it from I can the see magazine. That. I can see the picture. Yep. Highest grossing film, Beauty and the Beast. Most streamed song, Shape of You. Most sense. YouTube song, Desposito. Most Googled breakup, Ben Higgins. It's really nice to be back in studio with you all. Um, <laughs> I'm so happy. Happily to ever after your question mark? <laughs> Absolutely not. You know, there's some things in life that uh, you would rather just never have happen. And I, I honestly, I never thought I'd have my own podcast. I never thought I'd be The Bachelor. I never thought I'd fall in love on The Bachelor. I never thought we would be breaking up from The Bachelor. Mm. And I never thought people would care enough to actually Google about the breakup. And what are they Googling? Like, if we broke up? I guess they Google Ben, uh, Lauren, breakup? So, Ben, do you think people Mm -hmm. are devastated by the breakup or basking in your pain? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, um, 
as a victim, I feel like people bask in my pain. Um, but I really do believe that people watch this show, and I, I believe just like you and Vanessa, people believed in it. They want to believe in it. Oh, I like to wait just for the breakup. Well, you're also the one that brought up that I was the most Google breakup. <laughs> on Everyone a- loves a fall from grace, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, oh, uh, yeah, finally. We knew uh, it wouldn't last. Yeah, I, I think people care. But I don't think I don't think people were that devastated when when people break up from the Bachelor. I think at this point it's almost expected. Do you think there was a Bachelor breakup where people were devastated? Ben and Lauren breaking up. People apparently Ben and Lauren. Yeah, we're pretty <laughs> yeah. upset. Well, it's got to be that because otherwise, you know, I think people must Google it because they want to know what happened. Mm-hmm. I guess. Like, How could this possibly have happened? I need to Google it and find out. Yeah. And again, opposed to like another relationship, it's like, huh. Okay. You know, I was I I've actually I've been devastated over a bachelor breakup. Who's? Yeah, I remember back in the day watching um Desra and Brooks. Desiree? Desiree, Desiree and yeah, real devastated Ben. <laughs> Don't know her name. Oh man. Wait, they didn't even end up together. He but, dumped her. But when that moment happened on the show when he said, "Hey, I'm leaving," I remember feeling for her at the time and going, "This is sad because she's really into him." But there's always a success story at the end, and the success story is that she is happily married today. With a kid, With right? A kid. To the dude from the show. Yeah, that, that's what I meant. What's your happy ending going to be? Oh, <laughs> uh, we're still looking right for after it. this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and breaking news, yeah. Nick, you got to ask Ben about Winter Games. You're going back, Ben. What were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was looking for my happily ever after. Uh, Ben's uh, on Winter Games, everybody. Oh, yeah, that was announced Congratulations, today. another. Yeah. And can, can you tell us what it is? Yeah, You're I can welcome, tell Welcome, Bachelor Nation. So Winter Games uh, is really just a, a fun kind of lighthearted show uh, that will be filling in for the weeks during the Olympics. So the Bachelor will actually take a pause. Winter Games will step in and fill that time slot. And it's just, it, it really was a really fun experience uh, with, obviously, the the typical bachelor drama are people looking for love people are looking for love they're competing in wintry sports um people are going on dates uh there's tears there's emotion there's everything you'd expect from a bachelor show ashley uh our other co-host that's typically here and i decided to do it because we wanted to you know Take this, take that next step, and have fun with it, and see what it was. I'm well, glad we did wait, it. What is you that made next it sound step? like you're falling in love with yeah, each Ben? Other. Are, are you potentially in love? You Nate, have to you're watch. Making it sound like you're falling in love with Ashley. Am I really? Yeah. I didn't mean that at all. Please don't take it that way. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't take it that way. <laughs> I did. Um, but no, I did do it. Now, so you can go out to The Bachelor and look at the the release uh, of the cast members. My picture. You should it's look up and close and magical. personal. Uh, I have my fly down in it. <laughs> no, so, I do. No. Yeah, my fly's down in my bachelor how winter do we games see, picture. How do we see this picture? Uh, in, in true Boy Scout fashion, Ben is always prepared for falling in love. Oh <laughs> uh, yes. Wait, how do we find this picture? Uh, I would want this no other way. Go, I don't know. Go out to Twitter, the Bachelor Twitter. Go to Mike Fleiss's Twitter. I think he linked it. Um, I'm looking. You, you can find it. I've I've now found it, and it's been sent to me a couple times. You know, this is my relationship with the show now, where they care so little about how I look that they're just like, you know what? There's some great pictures we have of Ben. Let's pick the one when it flies down. I don't see it. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm assuming your flight was down the entire photo shoot, as opposed to you being like halfway through the shoot, being like, you know what? I just need to breathe, and then you know. Uh, yeah, no, it was down the whole entire time. Nobody really wanted to tell me. 
I, I'm I'm really excited. This photo will now represent me for the next I don't know month of my life. Oh, the most no? googled uh, okay. picture of 2018. I can see the names, so I'll read who's on the show. But I see no fly down picture. So it says the men from the United States of America are Ben, that's you, Dean, Eric, Eric Bigger. I'm assuming. Yes, right. Jamie, who's Jamie? Who's Jamie. Um. Oh, oh. Jamie's from. Uh, last season of The Bachelor, he was he was gone very early. He had his his famous statement at the very first episode was if uh, if Rachel isn't into a guy with per- perfect facial features and a perfect wardrobe, she won't be into me. So you can look. Wow. Yeah. He's okay. actually he was he was darling. I want to meet him. Josiah. Yep. Luke. Luke Pell. Yep. We like Luke. Michael. We do. <laughs> we like Luke. We love Luke. Michael, I know that dude, Garofalo or something. Yeah, great Michael, guy. Michael is a great Wait, guy. Wait, why are there only three girls from representing America? Uh, Ari had a couple of the girls from his season that have not been oh, released yet. Oh, got it. Okay, so it's Ashley I, mm-hmm. our very own. Claire, Crazy Claire from Sacramento. Crazy I, Claire, I know her. Would you be me? She's crazy. <laughs> Keep I'm, going, I'm totally into Amy. watching her. And Leslie from Sean Lowe's season. Yeah. And then apparently a bunch of international people that won't mean anything that that was no there that was the exciting part of the show and really a reason why i want to do it too was we didn't know a lot of the people that were going on they were from all over the world there are people from japan and china and new zealand and russia and germany and uh i'm forgetting australia it it was a really great mix of people that caused uh for a really fun show uh i think the viewer is going to watch it i know being a part of it for me was fun i think the viewer is going to have fun with it as well so make sure to tune in uh, to Bachelor World Games, I will be there um, with my fly up for for most of the season. Hey, la- uh, tonight we uh, got to witness the second episode of Ari season, and and so far, I'm having a hard time diving in um, emotionally to this season. Nick, do you agree? Well, I never expected to dive in emotionally emotionally oh. to it. Um, it's a you know, I thought this episode, they really made you wait a long time for some good TV. Is it weird how they started with two one-on-ones before the group date? I agree. So let's talk about the it's first one It's kind of slow going at it, first. It, it like, really yeah. was. Oh and God. Nick's right. We did start tonight with two one-on-ones. Uh, but first, we have to talk about one of our favorite one-on-ones, BioClarity. This new year, start a healthy habit talk about finding the right skincare routine and how taking care of your skin can boost your confidence. Finding the right skincare routine is key because nothing boosts your confidence like skin you can be proud of. BioClarity delivered straight to you and is as easy as twice daily three-step system that's natural. I just ordered you more BioClarity. It showed up to the house right before I left for oh, this. Oh, I love it. Your skin looks so good. I was going to say, yeah, no pores are showing because my skin is clear. And that is because BioClarity helps you maintain clear skin that makes you feel confident and ready to take on your day. BioClarity is suitable for all skin types. It is dermatologist-developed, tested, and recommended. BioClarity is 100% vegan, cruelty, gluten-free, and is paraben-free. So, everybody listening, if you need a new skincare routine and you don't have a lot of time in your day, but you need it to work, here's a three-step easy process for clear skin. You cleanse, you treat, and you restore. Here's the call to action. Start the new year with a healthy habit and get glowing, clear skin. Just go to BioClarity.com. Our listeners will get their first month for only $9.95 plus free shipping. That's a $20 savings, and it comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee. But you need to enter our code... 
famous. That's bioclarity.com and enter our code famous. Okay, Nick. We did start with two one-on-ones. Let's start with the first. Let's break it down a little bit. Coming from a bachelor perspective that has recently done the show, what did you think of Becca and Ari's connection? It's it's the first one-on-one, so it's kind of hard to tell. Um, it, I will say the two one-on-one dates were, were in terms of early dates, were both, um, I think, meaningful dates or some, something to kind of like take away in terms of they weren't necessarily like throwaway dates. I think some you know some dates are always better than others in mm-hmm. in, in in bachelor world, and I think as the lead, um, you know, there's some sort of prioritizing of like who gets certain dates that that happens. Um, and so these particular dates, I think, were dates that um, I think Ari assumed or knew that both of the women would really like and appreciate you know, for different reasons. Uh, you know, Becca had the whole like she was wine and dine and very kind of pretty woman esque. Yeah, Rachel Zoe dresses and the Louboutin. Yeah, she got shoes. to keep it all and, and things like that. And she, you know, so it was a day about really making her feel special. I think that so that's telling. And they seem to really like each other. Um, and- See, that's that's what I witnessed. Yeah, was I remember my first one on one date with Kayla, and it really started the relationship with Kayla and she ended up going to the final three because of that, really that first date when I got to sit down with her and I realized for the first time in the show, Hey, I'm actually going to be really into somebody tonight. When, when we watched Ari's episode, I witnessed Becca and Ari having a connection that just seemed more than what he has with most. I it agree. was more natural. I did not find her annoying and I did not find them awkward. Well, we really don't know yet. Right. Because we haven't really seen him. That was the first date. Okay. So, I mean, but I will say the relationship seemed genuine and he seemed genuinely interested in her. And, you know, Minnesota girl, she's Midwest. You know, she seems very normal. You don't get the sense that there's going to be a lot of drama with her. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's probably a relationship that's one to watch. But your perspective, and I guess my perspective, too, is different because you can watch this and be you can see past some of the stuff that typically uh, the, the normal viewer can't. So you're watching this, and you're, you're looking for cues of is this real or is it not? Is Ari putting on his game face or is he not? And from my perspective, I felt like watching that first one-on-one date, to me it seemed like there was something more. Like she she's going to be around a while. Yeah, I definitely, I think, yeah, I think it's a relationship we should watch. I think, like, I agree with you. Like little things like the music they chose to play and, mm-hmm. and, and things like that, you know, during during their date. Um you know, it was, uh, they definitely, I thought it was an interesting moment too, um, in terms of they, they aired one of the, the ladies, um, I don't know who it was, when Ari picked Becca up for the date of saying, they look so cute together. I, I was just going to so say I that. I thought that was a really telling moment of the show, like, it's letting you know that even some of the other women think they look like a good couple. So I think that's a, a an interesting a point to watch. So I think, yeah, I agree. I mean, if I had to guess, she'll be around for a while. Um, because I thought that was a, a, a telling little uh, setup by the show. I think there was, I, I was going to say the same thing. I think there was another moment in the episode where somebody said, they're going to get married. I think Bibiana might have been the one that, when at some point she looked at Becca and Ari and said, they're going to get married. I, I thought that was really. Sweet. It was. It was a kind gesture on Bibiana's part, but also a little odd that other women are seeing something there so early on. It almost reminded me of Sean and Caitlin. 
from the first night on, the guys were saying this that relationship is different than any of ours, and we can feel it, we can sense it, we can see it. We're going to be around because we don't know for certain, but we have a pretty good idea that something special exist until you stepped in yeah, and blew all of our minds. Maybe, maybe someone's going to show up week four this <laughs> season. Um, yeah, no, and also keep in mind, she had a she had a she had the first one-on-one, so there's a good chance, like, in the next couple of weeks, we won't see much of Becca. Like, yeah. she'll pop in, but, like, you know, she's not going to have a one-on-one date for a while, no. so there's that. I mean, she'll obviously be on group dates, and I would expect her to probably get a group date rose at some point. Um, yeah, but we won't... So I think... It was telling that the show, because it was an early date, um, they definitely went out of their way to let you know that this relationship was was meaningful. Um, yeah. And then you had the what the second one on one date. What was that young lady's name? Yeah, second one on one date uh, was with Crystal. Crystal and Ari flew to Scottsdale to visit his hometown to to meet his parents, which I thought was a huge step and and kind of uh, different for the show to do so early. Um, yeah, I mean they mixed it up, but it was it's interesting about that date is because you look at the date itself and it would seem incredibly meaningful, you know, hometown where he lives, meet the family, you know, and so you immediately assume that if, even if you're her, and as a viewer you're like this Ari really likes this girl, which is entirely true. It's so early on he doesn't really know any of these women at all, um, so he's basing early dates off of night one impressions, um, only to kind of find out as a viewer that. You know, she doesn't have a close relationship with her family. So, like, you know, that's not a coincidence that she gets to go and meet his family and find out how close he is, only to have to, like, talk about how she's not close with hers. So, to me, that lost a little uh, in terms of what does that mean for those two in their relationship? Like, I was like, okay, that makes sense. And it makes less sense about the relationship and more maybe about a storyline. And then, obviously, she proceeded to be... A weirdo. Pretty at the, good TV. At the cocktail party, she was so weird. She has the ultimate, um, what's, what does Howard Stern call it? Um, um, vocal fry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that wow. That cutesiness. Makes, it's not even cute do you at guys first. L- it, like, first, uh, it's like sounds saltery. It's like one of those people's voices where at first you're like, oh, this is really attractive. And then they're like, no, five no, minutes no. later, just like, oh, stop yeah. talking. No, <laughs> not, not, not a shot that that was attractive. That, I think that's what I want to get into here. So let's break down. But it was it was fun to watch. Yeah, Chris, yeah I want to know at the cocktail party. I hope she sticks around ben, for a while. Ben, at the cocktail party, when she was like, I missed you, would you have liked that? No, no. And I think that's. You know, so we have Crystal here who goes in this one-on-one. We all kind of like her after the one-on-one. I think all of us are like, okay, there's something there. She opened up. She shared. She was vulnerable. But I even wrote in my notes, there's something more here. At that moment, I was like, this is, she isn't this easy. She's more complicated, which complicated, and it could be a good thing. But there's more to her. With Crystal? Yeah. She, there was something. And then we get to the cocktail party. And we start to see something. We actually saw it beforehand, if you remember right, when she sat down with the women in the house, and they were asking her about the date. Yes. And I know her intention was to not make them jealous, to not overstep her bounds by sharing too much. But as a result of not sharing too much, she came off very distant and a little bit bitchy. Mm. Am I wrong? Of course she comes off as total bitchy. Yeah. Which is good good TV. I mean, I actually, it's funny watching this show. How long has this show been on? This is the 22nd season of The Bachelor. We have how many seasons of The Bachelor? It's like I'm almost like impressed. That like how do people like they still come on and and I don't know if it's a producer thing or the people on the show. They're like they're still like unapologetically and like again, I appreciate to a certain extent. I mean, I 
I wasn't that assertive with my time. And for all the for all the criticism I got early on in Andy season, I really didn't interrupt people. Yeah. Especially that early on. But like I was assertive with like making going out of my way to make time and, and, and do little things. But it just kind of amazes. So me. that brings me to a question that I'm so interested in for the two of you. So Ben, when you were the bachelor and all these girls are like, I need my time with Ben. I need my time with Ben. Do you feel obligated that everyone get time? Or do you feel like I'm just going to talk to the girls I really am interested in? Why waste my time with Sally when I'm never mm. going to pick her? Early on, you de- I, early on the first few weeks, I definitely wanted everybody to get time because I didn't know anybody. And I knew that that was my opportunity to get to know them. As I got to know some people, then the time wasn't as as needed because either A, I knew they were probably going home that night. And so I want to invest into the people that I knew I was going to be having a long-lasting relationship with or at least another week-long relationship with. Um, but And so I think that's the transition. Right now, Ari probably feels pulled in a thousand directions. Here's the one thing I always queued up on. So watching uh, Chris's season and watching Andy's season, people react certain ways to specific situations. You ha- You always have your, hey, I need more time, girl, or guy. Hey, I'm going to pull him first, girl or guy. You you always have those playing out. Typically, those aren't the people that you're going to end up with. And so I watched for that. So mm-hmm. this would have been my thing. I don't know, Nick, do you agree or disagree? Week one or week two, if somebody's coming in and interrupting me three different times in three different conversations, there's a cue or there's, there's a sign that would go off to, in my head that would go, I need to look farther into this person. There's something off. So that's Crystal. Should, yeah, yes, and I mean, to a certain degree. One, I mean, yeah, like Crystal's not going to win. I mean, I think that's pretty clear. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know if that means like I don't think her interrupting makes like, an immediate sign that she's like a crazy bad person. I mean, she might be slightly um, Is she confused about the. Pro- I don't know if it, but listen here the the role of the why okay Nick why would somebody not not at all let's we're not going into if she's a bad she's probably a great person but why what the people that do that why are they doing that where do you think that comes from and and that they can find somebody to do that every year because you well, know you and know i knew why. that's not it's like set it's up it's not that listen everyone wants to get time right okay. and so a couple of, and like not to give trade secrets the role is i think you would agree with this the role of any lead especially early on is to allow the cast people to be themselves. Yeah. So which is why you often don't see and the leads often get criticized for you don't see leads shutting people down. You if someone's going to interrupt three times, you usually always see the lead let it happen. Right. And there's a reason why because like people like to hate on it, but they also love watching it. So like you just kind of let people and and truthfully, it, you know, in 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 all sincerity, it, it does allow the lead to kind of get a feel for what's yeah. going on. So you don't try to take over too much and you know, like producers let women do their thing, but they're, if if someone says, I want to see Ari again, and they've already talked to him twice, they'll probably make it easy for them to find Ari. How long are those little talks? It depends. It could yeah. be 30 seconds. It could be 10 minutes. Yeah, it just matters know? kind of where it's going and so, how, how beneficial it is. I mean, that's, that's it, Nick. It's a difficult situation, and as Amy was getting to, these talks can often, often be – really short or really long, you don't, as the lead, you don't know how this is going to play out. You don't know what it's going to look like. You want to give everybody their opportunity. I want to ask you, before we keep breaking down this episode, what was, in week two, from week one to four, what was your most difficult experience being The Bachelor? Like, what was a situation that you didn't know how to handle it? 
I mean, I don't know if there was a situation I didn't know how to handle. I think the most difficult thing about being The Bachelor early on, it's just exhausting. I mean, there's mm. so many women that you really want to try to get to know. Like, uh, you know, Ari had a group date here with 15 women. So that's 15 conversations, and assuming you only talk to one person once. I mean, so he probably had 20 little conversations. It's, a, it's a basically another night one. It's tiring. It's exhausting. You have a sincere... Uh, you have a sincere effort to try to get to know these women, and it's just exhausting. And so, you know, for me, obviously, it was it was the Corinne show early on of her wanting to get time. I mean, it, and again, like it wasn't like I didn't know how to handle the situation. It was me letting Corinne be Corinne, and then the fear of like, you know, how how long can I let this go on without really pissing off the other women? So it's a cat and mouse game. It's like a definitely a juggling act. It, it is a complete juggling act. I think you used the right word there. It's exhausting. Uh, and I have just a solution for you, Nick. When you get Thank exhausted, God. check out a sleep number mattress. Most Americans, we, hey, that's right. Most Americans get less than the recommended seven to eight hours of sleep a night. Ari could use one right now. We know his life is exhaustive. If that's you, science proves getting more sleep will make it easier to hold fast to your goals. The sleep number is smart effortless and comfortable the sleep number bed lets you choose your ideal comfort and support on each side it's the perfect bed for couples and their newest beds are so smart they actually sense your every move and automatically adjust so you stay sleeping comfortably throughout the night i sleep on a sleep number i have as i mentioned last week for years Uh, i don't want it any other way i love my sleep number i love the ability to adjust each side so that one side can be firm one side can be soft when I get a little tired of the firmness, I just roll over a couple times to the soft side. They even have an adjustment for snoring. Does your bed do that, Nick? Uh, I don't have a sleep number bed. <laughs> well, and you're I, missing out. Am I allowed to say that? Oh, you can definitely say that, and you need one. My sleep number is 70. Don't miss the best bed for couples at the lowest price of the season. Come in now and save 400 to $700 on the most popular sleep number mattresses. You'll only find sleep number at sleepnumber.com or any of the 550 sleep number stores nationwide and be sure to tell them the almost famous podcast sent you all right moving on uh we got to get to i think one of the best scenes ever in the bachelor one of the best dates demolition derby that was pretty cool Uh, amazing i cannot believe they were able to do that no i yeah i was honestly watching thinking a couple things one it's just like my dates were fine there were especially early on, but like just early on, it's like hard to like, you know, like Ari's first group date. He's demolition derby. He gets to drive around. He gets to decorate these cars. First, how do they find these cars that they just destroy? I had to do a wedding photo shoot where like I had to change into like twenty ridiculous freaking oh, outfits, that's right. dressed up as like Adam and Eve and like half naked. It was just like ugh, exhausting. <laughs> and then like. Yeah, it was, and Ari's just like driving around in cars. So he's definitely, that was a cool date. I mean, um, I had some cool dates, but whatever. Um, but yeah, that was that one. Then I had the track date where I was just like running around. I did get to meet Carl Lewis. That was really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I thought that was. I feel a little impressed. bad for myself watching this episode. <laughs> yeah, night. I was like. He pulls up in a motorcycle, I pull up in a, in a Volvo. I had this like a Volvo. I had this not like a Volvo. Chick that's, car convertible. That's, a, that's something yeah. different. Yeah, that's something different yeah, completely. I, I had this like little tiny Audi, which wasn't very masculine at all. Oh, um, man. I don't know what that says about me. But yeah, Ari, 
<laughs> yeah, it really went well with his blue eyes and, and cloud puffy lips. Yeah. I mean, they're really playing this guy up. And then he gets to have a demolition derby. I got to break down a second. Okay, so so far we talked about Becca. She was lovely. There's something more there than what you that any of the viewer actually knows. I think this she's going to be around a while. We talked about Crystal on her one-on-one date. Really great one-on-one date. I feel like she's playing into the role of, hey, I need more time, and she's overconfident in their relationship, and as a result, that's going to cause some problems, I think, for her later. And now we're getting into a not demolition. Not for the viewers, though. That's not great. Not for the viewers. That's why we watch, right? No, we watch to find love, and Ari goes on, uh, gets into a car, something he does love, and Annalise does not love it. She was the mask girl night one. She has a breakdown. That was amazing. Because she has a terror <laughs> of bumper cars. I, now, here's the thing. Before we get into this, I want to be very clear. I, I don't want to judge her for her fear. Why not? I am so scared of clowns. Like, so unbelievably scared of clowns. I know people that are scared of dark spaces that are adults. I know people that are deathly scared of spiders technology there are some weird fears out there so let's set the record straight as we get to talk here we're not saying she's wrong for her fear well we i asked her about it what, what did she say amy you so she, i met her so we talked about it last week that i hung out with her can we have her on as a guest uh yeah i think once she doesn't marry uh, ari or does or does i i would i would love to ask some questions i'm watching So here's it. what she told me it she had gone to do bumper cars with her friends yeah and I guess they were mean to her. What does that mean? Bullying. And when she says friends, how old is she? I think nine, maybe. Let me text her. Let me text her and find out how old she was. But it, I think it triggered her or something. She was having these like flashbacks Clearly. of when like yeah. kids were mean to her and bumping Ooh. into her or something. It was just like watching it. She's like, she gets really emotional. I'm like, oh, what happened? And I'm like feeling really, really bad. And then like I thought maybe she like got ran over or like there were some <laughs> serious injuries. And then she just basically described your like very typical bumper car experience <laughs> where people were bumping into you and ganging yeah. up on you, which is what like what happens anyone Every. who's ever done bumper cars has had the same experience. And then she's just the way she tells the story, it was just like it would be the same as someone's like, you know, I just I'm terrified of crossing the street because this is one time I crossed the street in the middle of me crossing the street. It said, don't walk. And I didn't know what to do. And so I froze and all these cars came and it was just like terrifying. So I, sw I swear to God, I haven't crossed the street since. It you're right. I mean, so my. This she said she was seven. It was the most unrelatable, like, devastating yeah. story of all well, time. Well, and it was hyped up. So I was watching it, was it tonight, so and she's like crying. Like you said, I thought, I think it's going to be like, oh, she's been in a major car wreck. A family's member been in a major car wreck. This is going to be really hard. The poor girl should not do this because it's triggering something. Yeah. But. I'll be when the like she had an incident at the county fair. Yeah, like, <laughs> when when she happened? announced her terror, I, I uh, because of my evilness, I laughed. Yeah, and I did, and, and I'm sorry, Annalise. I'm sure you're. you're yeah, I'm sure she's fine. Uh, who was the girl who called her out? That was like oh, the, that was that was so the best good. moment of the TV. She was just like, I'm confused. And that one girl was like, I'm gonna ram right into yeah. her. I mean, the girls did not take but, this serious. Like they were like, yeah, I'm gonna make her life worse because she's now announced her fear. But she was scared. She was crying. It was crying. I think she was just having a meltdown. Uh, I wouldn't have done it if I was on the show, which I would never be. But if I was, I would have said, pass. I'm not going to go in that rent-a-wreck 
and have someone banging into me. You're gonna me. pass. You're oh, not pass. gonna take the opportunity to overcome your traumatic no. bumper experience because the end of the good news is she did, and you know she's fine now. No, pass, pass. I'm not going in a, 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 a like that weird car that had no airbags or Amy, safety protectors. Amy, stop, stop. No, the, no. What are everybody out there listening? Amy doesn't get in elevators. <laughs> She doesn't. She hasn't flown on a plane in 18 years. She drives everywhere. She's scared of everything. Yes. So, her telling me what she's scared of and wanting me to take it serious is really difficult. I wouldn't get into those cars. There's tons of things on your show I'd never do. That was a cool. My point day. exactly. Yeah, my <laughs> point exactly. You would do very little. When Amy won't go on the show. The show won't have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she'd she'd fill a couple good roles. Um, <laughs> I but, mean, she would be the hottie, but... <laughs> Thank you. I needed that today, Nick. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, but I did think that might have been one of the best and most exciting group dates I've ever watched on television. They're all very lucky that they, they got to have that uh, bumper car experience. Um, okay, let's move on. The cocktail party. Uh, the heart and soul of The Bachelor. For, you know, The Bachelor. Can we back up for a second? Go ahead, Nick. We, the, we can do whatever who, you'd like. Who's the young lady um, from, I believe, Miami... Um, I call her No Chill. Oh, Bibiana. <laughs> yeah. Bibiana, one of our favorites on this podcast. Yeah, one of our favorites. I call her No Chill. Yeah. That's the best. I might have to refer to her as that from now on. Because that all kind of starts on the group date. And I, I, I really quite liked her in terms of, like, every season there's always someone early on who, like, it's like shit just started. I mean, we're talking, like, day two, day three of filming here, and this person's already losing their shit. In terms of like the time they're not getting and just timeout, we can't. I like what she's doing though. I, 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 I love she's it. being not, very honest, very straightforward. We need to appreciate her honesty more. I'm not. I'm not saying I don't appreciate. It. I'm just saying she still has no chill. No like chill. she's, she's. Listen that that world is hard and painful, and it messes with you. She clearly has not gotten much time with Ari. Um, it's early on. And that's getting to her. She clearly, she might be the coolest person in the world. I'm sure she is. Like, she probably has a lot of fun, but she's very outspoken. Obviously, clearly, I would guess, as an attractive woman, used to, like, getting attention. And now she's in a world that she's not. And it's, like, messing with her and driving her nuts. And on the first date, she is losing her mind and melting down. It's. Is it weird that I'm semi-attracted to that? I've been attracted to that my whole life. Well, I was gonna like, say, I watch it. I'm like, I love this. What yeah, it? it's great. But like, she's. I mean, she's very intense. But anyways, I think she might. Like, I think off camera, she would. I think she'd hit someone. Yeah. I think she would. I, I think, think she still might. I think she's capable of hitting someone, a guy or a girl. Uh, I hope it happens. I don't think it will. But she is really um, over it, and so it kind of sets up into the the cocktail party. So I just wanted to segue into that, Ben. Yes. Yeah. That was. That that was kind of the best part of the cocktail party of her just going off on Crystal. Is it Crystal? Yeah, crazy Crystal. And then um, all the making out with Becca, the short-haired Becca. They just seem to be making out. She's the most impressive one, I think. Just yeah. as as a person. Well, it's interesting because like she's the youngest. I love how they don't show her her age. Um, it was uh, night one. Like little things you pick up on. Uh, Clearly, she's young. They won't show her age. But to me, she's one of the most self-assured and confident people on there. When she called out Eric, when the whole, like, what makes you excited, and Ari said excitement. And, like, you know, that was a funny little thing. And, like, yeah. you know, we don't know <laughs> if that Ari. was, like, the end of the night. Ari's excited and his brain's fried. So, like, I'm not here to pick on Ari about answering that question. But, first of all, it was just a good question. It wasn't, like, very overly specific, but it was better than 
well, I'm just happy to be here and tell me about yourself. It was like, all right, I'm going to like ask you a question that like might be able to tell me something about yourself by the way you answer it. So I thought it was a very thoughtful question. Right, and she's not dumb. Her she's biggest not dumb. problem is going to be her age. Yeah, and then the fact that like when Ari said the excitement word, she had the confidence, not in a any bitchy sort of way, but she called him out. You yeah. know, in a lot of situations on, on that show, uh, she could have been like a lot of the women who are just like, yeah, yeah, excitement makes me excited no. too. Or she could have left the conversation and be like, that f-ing moron. Oh, sorry. That moron yeah, was we, just we, like. We don't say that either. Um, <laughs> and so, so yeah, she. but the fact that she like had the confidence on night one to call out the, the big old bachelor in terms of, yeah. it, it just showed a lot of, she, it showed that she was very self-assured and confident herself. She's got a great voice. I mean, yeah, I'm really impressed with her. She's obviously clearly too young, and you're right. Like, I think she'll go a, a, for a while based off of that. She's very, you know, sexy and whatever, but, like, eventually I think her age will, will kill her. But it's funny. I'm watching it, and I'm thinking, like, you compare this girl to Corinne. You know, it's just, like, two entirely do different maturity levels. Yeah. Um, because she would make a good bachelorette, but she's— I yeah, think about she, six, six years. Yeah, she's 21 years. is what I— Is she I, 21? I'm pretty sure. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's really I'm pretty yeah. sure. I mean, that's— But, I, I mean, it's good for her. She's so—I mean, mm-hmm. that shows that she's very—she's uh, very—as as a, a young lady, she's, she's very impressive. It's in that world to, like, hold her own and— um, it's, it's impressive. She, I mean, she had uh, one of the the things that stood out to me most on night one was when she's sitting with Ari and he was on the back of the car and they were talking about um, what they were into and she said, uh, you know, something along the lines of, "So far, this is this is good for me." Not giving him too much confidence, but just enough to be that you know kind of sweet gesture to make him know, "Hey, I want to be here a little longer." And I think he was into it. He's, yeah, he should oh, yeah, be into it. Yeah. She's she's really great. She can you can tell she has a mag- magnetic personality. He would want her, but she's like twenty years younger than him. Yeah, uh, that's fifteen. Uh, it would just be frowned upon. Fifteen years. I, I say if he's it, hey, love is love. <laughs> or if you, Listen, if you I'm not judging. You know, <laughs> it's just it's. Uh, it, anyways, um, um, so okay, Nick, I want to ask you. We're gonna go to the cocktail party. People, these girls grabbing uh, Ari for more time, even when they have roses. I know you're probably, I'm going to assume you're a fan of this because you're all about, hey, take your time to get as much time as possible. Yeah, I mean, listen, there's there's a there's there's a fine line of having shell. I think the idea that you have a rose and so therefore you're not allowed, it's like that's a bunch of crap. I mean, I actually, I'm, I think you probably remember remember this when i came on on caitlin's season i was like listen no, i guys, remember that like i'm i don't i'm going to go out of my way to try to find time with caitlin there's a respectful way of doing it but i'm not going to concede time just because i've gotten a rose there's a difference between like getting a little bit of time and waiting at the end or maybe this you know uh as opposed to like going three times i mean that was a little little much but i don't think you should immediately concede some time because you got some time that's the most insane thing to do to just be like well I've already had some time, and therefore, please go right. and, and try to, like— So you're saying the people, the cast members on the show—so the Bibiana. Let's talk about Bibiana, then. Bibiana's upset because Crystal's a rose, and she keeps stealing Ari away from other conversations. Do you feel like Bibiana's uh, anger is unwarranted, then? I think it's unwarranted to immediately be mad at the first—like, she was mad immediately— she was mad that she went to talk to her at all. Like nothing's stopping Bibiana or anyone right. else to just grabbing her. So like I, this idea, like they even said in the show, there was this kind of one uh, moment where they're like, well, she's going to go and then I'm going to go. Like they all like 
made a list. Like if they said it aloud, the producers are gonna just be like, all right, we're all gonna grab you for an ITM and just mess up your intentions. But like, that's insane. Like this is not like this idea of we're all gonna share the same guy. And so, yes, but at the same time, now that she's, uh, you know, and it's not a coincidence, the girl who like got the most mad was the one she interrupted, you know. No. But um, I, I think, again, there, it's a fine line. So like you can be assertive and, and make the most of your time without being quote unquote disrespectful. And I think I think both girls were wrong in that situation where Bibiana was had no chill. That's no chill, right? Yeah, yeah. that's no chill. Uh, yeah. no, no chill, chill had no chill. And I think uh, Crystal. <laughs> I love that. um, that's so good. I think Crystal like should have just, you know, Do been you happy with a little bit of time and then left it alone. Do you think as guys that were on the bachelorette that guys in general have way more chill than girls i just picture myself yes. in that situation and i would just run out of the house screaming like a maniac get me out of here you just gave me the crazy idea. <laughs> so yeah. are you saying okay nick and amy are you saying you believe guys have more chill way way i more don't know chill. it just depends i mean there's been plenty of guy breakdowns on but like were Remember any Koopa of your on caitlin season <laughs> yeah i was there for that were any of your guys like Ben, you just took all the time with Yes, it happens every season. Oh, so every weird. single season. Yeah. And it blows my mind that people, so like, every single season. Yeah. I just you, cannot imagine guys being like that. Yeah. I mean, guys I turned into some of the biggest women in that show. Well, like, I mean, I go back to when Nick came on. So we, for the first four weeks of The Bachelorette during Caitlyn's season, the guys that we didn't get along with kind of all went home pretty early. And so we never had that contention or that those arguments existing. So when Nick came on, it was a huge, it, it really stirred the pot. We were all had this kind of close-knit friendship. I think he felt it. I, we can ask him. He's sitting next to me. Um, <laughs> he, he comes on, and anytime he interrupted, he kind of became the guy that it w- was the interrupter. And a couple of the but guys, I, really I remember- wasn't, though. That's the thing. Fair, in your opinion, but from like the Josh Albers of the world who was on Caitlyn's season with us, he was one of those guys that got very upset with you. You interrupted me I didn't interrupt Josh. Well, we need to break this down a little bit. It sounds like we haven't figured this one out yet. But it's true. It, it, that happens every year. It's it's gonna happen. Um, did you did you ever on on Caitlyn's season? There's a difference between interrupting and then going right? right. Because every every time they're like, all right, hey, I want to talk to so and so, especially early on. They're like, all right, well, she's in that room talking to so and someone. Go in there. Right, and I kn- I'm assuming at some point you went and grabbed Caitlyn while she was talking to a guy. Now, hundred percent, of course. Now they just some again. I've always said that they choose to air some things and they choose to air not other right. things. Right, and so like that happens. In fact, that almost happens every single conversation is almost always ended by someone else coming in. Because I'm thinking about it in real life. We're all at a party, right? Yeah, and like some girls want to talk to Nick. It's not like they're going to ask each other, have you had some time with Nick? Because I well, haven't. Well, they do. But it's, it's the people who go <laughs> in like. In real life? It's the people who go like two or three times in a night. There's a, that's. But at a real party, at a real life, this is supposed to be real life, right? So at a real life party, you just go and talk to who you want to talk to when you want to talk to them. There's no like list and I haven't had my time. It's like, so if this is supposed to be real life, then I guess Crystal can do whatever she wants. Yeah, but this isn't real life and we're not. Com- like if you saw. A guy and a girl talking, and either they were hitting it off, or you don't even know if they're in a relationship. You're not gonna walk up and be like, "Hey, like, listen, can I just borrow this dude for a second? Like, that's not gonna happen. So let's not compare this to real life because it's not. Um, 
No, it's real life for me, Nick. I, <laughs> I had to relive. Most Google breakup of 2017. Oh. No, it's, ben it's, Higgins. It's a real. It's a real. Like I've said this before. It's very real in a very unrealistic environment. It's yeah. not a realistic environment. You know, but everything on that in that world is real. These are real freakouts. These are real, like real feelings. These are real conversations, and in incredibly unrealistic situations. So, because we have the opportunity to have Nick. In studio, I want to take a little time here to honestly, earnestly, in the best of our ability, break down Ari's bachelor performance so so far. Okay, if you want to call it a performance, say it, man. It's um, I don't know what else to call it. So if you have a better word for it, please write in and tell me. But Ari is earnestly trying to find love. We've we've said that. I believe he uh, cares a lot about the woman involved. He cares a lot about the process. Um, Nick, so far after watching Ari, what do you think his intrigue and appeal is? Like what are the, the women seem very into him. Um, I feel like, uh, the country is going to start falling in love with this guy because they really want to see him successful. Do they? I mean, I don't know. That, that's the question I'm asking you, but what, why would they want to find, why would they want to see that? Like what intrigues them by, about Ari? I, I, I mean, He's a good-looking guy. I mean, I, I met him once. He's been very nice. Um, I mean, so far this season's been kind of... It's interesting because he hasn't been out in a while, and I feel like it's almost slightly more reminiscent of, like, past seasons. Oh, I agree. Pretty, like... Um, it's old school. Yeah. I mean, listen, not every... Like, I say this um, sarcastically, and, and I wasn't thrilled with it when it happened, but, like, not every bachelor can be as lucky or unlucky in terms of good TV, of having someone they, you know, met at a wedding on episode one to create immediate drama. Um, You know, I wasn't thrilled with it, but certainly it made things, you know, interesting for viewers. Um, And so it's kind of, again, I just found it really interesting that they started with two one-on-ones. It was like, whew, you know, like, you know, usually the, you know, you get a little drama early on. I mean, Ari doesn't seem like he's going to take a ton of risks. Um, Are you, I mean, are you scared for Ari at all because he won't take those risks? Nah, not necessarily. I mean, you know, again, I, Ben and I, you have talked about it. It's, it's hard for me to be critical of, of Ari or mm-hmm. any other bachelor just because it's so hard to be the lead. Yeah. And there's so many things we don't know in variables, and it's it's easy to nitpick, like, you know, the way they answer questions. So much of, of what's talked about isn't aired, you know, um... So it's hard for me to be overly critical. Um, you know, he's just kind of he's just kind of going through it. I just don't. My guess is this season is we're gonna get a, most of our entertainment from the women, and yeah. I I don't think we're gonna get a, a ton from Ari. I mean, that's kind of that's somewhat truthful in every season. Uh, is because they just don't allow that, you know. Um, and so I think that might be just even more heightened on this season because I, I just got the impression that Ari will just kind of, you know. Yeah. Well, I think play that's safe. well. I think that's why, in all honesty, I was so excited for your season because you were the first person in a while that I thought had the confidence, knew themselves the most, and and cared enough about the process to take those risks to be a yeah, little. Yeah. I mean, unsafe. I I was I kind of did whatever they just you know they again don't show a lot and you know. I, I there were conversations I had that I wanted to get aired because it showed me having more of an opinion and things like that. But like again, I don't get to choose what they show or don't show. 
obviously you had like the drama with Liz early on and you know, the I was willing to take a risk on taking Corinne far. I knew I was gonna get criticized for it, but I had my reasons, you know. Everyone wanted to meet the nanny and she was cool. <laughs> um and so the you know, um but yeah, it's 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 tough mm-hmm. to to criticize. I mean I, I will say you know, we talked about this before. Like, I do believe uh, Ari is sincere in his, his pursuit for love. I think every single lead wants it. Like, and people yeah. are like, oh, like you don't become the lead with the pressure of knowing that everyone who watches the show expects you to fall for it and not want it. Like, it's terrifying. I mean, I was terrified that it wouldn't work out for me. I desperately wanted yeah. it to work out. Um, you know, and so I definitely believe he's sincere in that. Um I mean, I don't. Th- I think you make a good point there. I don't think Chris or the show would a- have a lead who they didn't believe really wanted to find somebody because that could blow that could blow the sh- whole show up. And so I think every lead we have to expect, hey, they really care. I think Ari uh, cared maybe so much because he feels like this is maybe his last chance. Not, and it's not. We know that, but I think the pressure of all this felt like that to him. I don't know about that. I mean, again, I don't think I think if if Ari didn't become the bachelor, I think he'd be fine. I don't think anyone becomes the bachelor because they think this is their they'll never find love in the real world. That's I, I think he feels listen, for once yourself, you, once Nick. you get asked to be the lead, there's just an immense amount of pressure on the expectation of what that is. And I think, you know, the show took a risk asking Ari to be the bachelor and there's immense amount of pressure um on that and I think and so if nothing else yeah like listen if it's an opportunity to meet someone and I think Ari takes it very seriously and he wants it to work out like every lead does Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if he wants it more or less than any lead before him and I don't know if it's has anything other than to do with that's the world he agreed to be a part of and that's the expectation of the show Um, I don't think that in any way makes it insincere Um, and I you know I mean, you're not wrong. I think you're actually spot on. I realized last night watching the episode that Ari was not one that was going to take many risks. And do you do you want to know why? Why is that? Because on his one-on-one date with Crystal, they went back to Scottsdale and they visited his apartment. And as they walked into his apartment, they walked into his closet. And his closet, if you paid close attention, was completely from shoes to helmets to his shirts, color-coded. I mean, I'm not kidding. You, you need to watch this back. Everything was color coded, which tells me one of two things: he has a dark side, <laughs> or the man knows American what. American style. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or the man knows what he wants and he knows how to represent his wardrobe. I actually have my closet color coded, so I cannot, you know. Which judge is a him. lot of cardigans, apparently. <laughs> Dresses like Mister Rogers. He, who? Me or him? Ari. He does. No, I, I wondered that too. I, his his wardrobe is not risque in itself. So I wanted to bring that up. I did notice his, his closet was color coded. What one situation is the Bachelor that I never knew how to do well? I don't know if anybody knows how to do, do it well, but it also really affected me and and. And my experience was this, this: the breakups, the saying goodbyes, the the moments where you have to give no explanation, but you're asking somebody to to leave. Tonight we saw Ari at the rose ceremony say goodbye to somebody. She walks out, no hug, no goodbye, no hey, this has been great. She walks out and wants an explanation, and our, our, all Ari can do is try to hug her, which was awkward in itself and Ari probably not a great decision there but hey again what do you do 
how do you recommend any bachelor or bachelorette saying goodbye? And and it, it, does Ari owe her an explanation? Uh, I, I thought I thought that was a great TV moment. Um, it was a classic case of you can't fire me, I quit. Uh, because she was like, well, I don't even like I'm not even upset about you. I just don't want to. <laughs> I leave, have friends here, and I have friends here, which <laughs> is probably true. Like, yeah. But like she just felt the need to say that. Uh, I, I give Ari a lot of credit because, like, that is yeah, you think you said it best. It's an incredibly awkward situation, and so you're just so used to people kind of like, quote unquote, doing what they're supposed to do, and just like I'm gonna like give you an insincere hug and say thank you and wish you the best of luck, and you're gonna leave. And but she didn't, and it's just like in that moment, Ari has to decide what do I do, which like there's no playbook, and and. You know, I we I think we'd all like to think we would do the same thing, but like I don't know, it could just be like this awkward like I don't know, do I make it worse by going over? So I give Ari a lot of credit by going yeah. and making an attempt, and you know whether he tried to hug her or whatever, like I don't, that's not on Ari. That's it's just a, like you said, it's a very awkward situation. She I thought handled herself terribly, yeah. showed an immense amount of immaturity, uh, and like I, I thought it was really telling that she was like I've never been broke up with before and like clearly I don't know how old this girl is but I'm guessing she's incredibly young and very immature and has a lot of growing up to do and I, for future for future cast members I think it's important to remember that most people don't get a lot of memorable moments or air times but your most memorable moment is always going to be unless you get engaged when you get dumped mm -hmm. and it has a chance to be either a great moment or a bad moment i've you know kind of you could argue been on the side of both moments i mean but uh yeah she clearly did not show any type of maturity or or gracefulness in in her breakup and uh if a few future people go on is when you get dumped that's your moment to shine yeah. and show show something. Yeah, that, that's it. I mean, that's um, I'm, she didn't handle herself very well, which was fun to watch. You know, it, it, the goodbye is always hard in The Bachelor because there isn't a lot of explanation. There's not a lot of lead up to it. Uh, pretty much, for the most part, you're saying goodbye for whatever reasons, and you just hope that there's an understanding that, hey, this show has 25 to 30 people on it. I'm only going to hopefully end up with one. There's going to be a lot of goodbyes. I don't want to say goodbye either. This isn't the fun part for me or the lead. Please make this as easy as possible. And if you want an explanation, maybe reach out later. But that moment, like you said, is 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 your, your shining moment. You know what? Be cordial. Say your goodbyes. Keep your head held high. You're you're gonna be fine. You're you're gonna yeah. be okay. Well, let's let's be honest. Like at this point, Ari doesn't know any of these women. He he knows Becca a little bit because he went on a one on one date with her. He knows Crystal a little bit, cause, but other than that, he doesn't really know any of them yet. The hardest part about being the Bachelor sometimes is, um, like you're always gonna be drawn to a, a handful of, of of women, and just it's just natural. And it's you try to be open to getting to know the rest of the women. But it's harder to do, and women are intuitive and smart, and they pick up on that. Um, and you know, so they they're they're kind of faking it too in terms of their level of interest for the lead until they get broken up with, and they're like, well, I don't even like them. And then they go home and they get on a group chat with all their with all their you know early exit friends and like just talk crap about you know mm -hmm. Ari and, and and all the girls who are still there. Like it happens every season. Every season. Um, there's always an immediate group chat. I hate of. those group threads. I mean, for my season, one of the breakups that stood out to me the most was when Lauren Barr, uh, this beautiful young lady from uh, Oklahoma, said goodbye. She just wanted to leave. She wanted to go home. It's it wasn't move. for her. It's that. a power move, yeah. but it also affected me because that was week, I think, two. 
And I was questioning myself now at that point. Is this going to happen to me over and over and over again? Is this is this is this going to be a constant this season? It's I mean, a it's a yeah. It's I totally, a fear. I, I, luckily, that didn't happen to me. But yeah, because oh, you're thanks, you're, Nick. you're told that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it just means that maybe they that's maybe just. I'm sure there were plenty of uh, uh, girls who were like, he doesn't even like me, but I hate him. You know, who knows, mm-hmm. right? But like, that's the show. Is like you're told that you're the guy or the man, and, every, and everyone's there. Is like, I can't believe it's you. I mean, you're so great. And then like. And all of a sudden, someone leaves. I mean, like that would just mess with your psyche. Um, you handled yourself well then. Thank um, you. Appreciate that. That I was mean, a power move by that Lauren girl. Like you know, who was this? Like who sincerely was like, I'm out. I'm out. Not for this me. This dude ain't that tight. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm gone. Oh, listen, <laughs> but also like you probably weren't giving her any time, and she probably knew it, and she beat you to the punch. That's all. Yeah, you know? I think for the exit where she's she told Ari, "Hey, I have a lot of friends here. I'm not that <laughs> upset about you." In a sense, is a power move as well, and so we got to give her a little credit. I don't think so. <laughs> um, I think it was. I don't give her credit. That was yeah. just like a you, weird. You can't fire me. I quit. <laughs> so, so Nick, good for you. To to finish this up, then, on a scale of one to ten, how is Ari as the Bachelor so far? Maybe it's a ten. I don't know. I, I don't feel that like was so headlines. weak. I think. <laughs> You don't feel like making headlines. Why else would we invite you on the podcast, Nick? Uh, yeah, what's going on with you and Rumor Willis while we're at it? Rumor's a friend. Just everybody was talking about it because you posted a photo with her. Yeah, she's just a good friend. I mean, not uh, just. She's a great friend. She's awesome. You walked into that. All was I, she I in your Dancing you... with the Stars season? No. Oh. I gave you a 1 to 10. All you had to do was give give a positive number, and instead Amy just crushes you with, hey, what's this gossip about? <laughs> oh, I got way more secrets than that. <laughs> um, all right, so Nick... Uh, we we want to go into one of our favorite segments, and that is taking uh, reading emails from our listeners. But before we do, I want you to give me right now who's your top choice of cast members on The Bachelor, and who is someone on The Bachelor right now that gives you hesitancy? Well, I don't know about hesitancy. I'll start with, but I, listen, it's fun to watch the women who are creating good TV. I mean, I don't know if they give me hesitancy, you know. Uh, I don't think Laurie, uh, Ari is going to end up with Crystal. Who, who's the other? Who's the, the, the young lady who's a mother? Who Chelsea. Was first Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. You know, I think it's going to be an entertaining show because, like, you have in this week, you have a lot of personalities, a lot of women who, like, you know, Chelsea, you watch episode one, you're like, oh, here's your villain. And then all of a sudden, episode two, you got Crystal, and you're like, oh, here's another villain. You know, and then you have No Chill freaking out. And then you set, you, know, you have some other. Other moments, so I think it's going to be interesting. None of these women, I think, really are probably going to win uh, or capture Ari's heart, but who knows? Um, I don't know if they give me hesitancy. I hope there's more of it. I hope they stick around for a while. Um, in terms of, you know, uh, Becca, the both Beccas. I mean, yeah. I, I think um, the the Becca who had the one on one date. She just seems like, you know, someone who again has has some confidence. She seems mature. They seem to hit it off. I, you know, again, we have already talked about her sticking around. I, I think we are on the same page that the other Becca, uh, well, you know, is too young and will be kind of the um, her fate. But to me, she's easily the, she's the only one who really stands out. I mean, she's the only you know, and you know, I don't think that means either Ben and I want to you know meet Becca in that sense. Uh-huh. But she's a, well, there you go. Maybe you, <laughs> that, she's. <laughs> You're, you're fairly age appropriate, um, but she's the, to me the only one who really stands out in terms of, I think in the, yeah the, the rest I'm not don't uh, I can't really re- remember. I'm sure more. It, it's early on, so it's hard to have anyone stand yeah. out. So again, it's it, I think it says more about uh, Becca standing out this early on 
um, just because she clearly has something going for her in in that sense. And she's probably just been that type of person who's always stood out. Um, And, you know, I think as as the season progresses, we'll have, we'll get introduced to to more women and more personalities and their stories and and things like that. All right. So I want to give my top girls. Number one, CN. She's She's an Ivy League grad. She got the group date rose. She's been a little quiet so far. I find her absolutely beautiful and very, very intriguing. Um, I'm going to go in order. So I have a top uh, five here. Uh, Next is one that, I don't know, guys. Nick doesn't want to create headlines, but I might have to. Um, I think this Tia girl is something special. Which one's she? She, She's Raven. (laughs) Guys, you're really crushing my moment here. Oh, Raven's friend? The one with the the arm tattoo? Yeah. I'm... uh, She's very, very interesting, funny, uh, beautiful. I don't know. She she might have a future. Well, okay, yeah. Let's not forget the original Becca. I, I'm moving on. Yeah, okay. Brittany, Brittany, the, the the one from last week that I thought maybe went home. Uh, there must have been another Brittany that went home. Brittany's great. Uh, Marique uh, owns the the restaurant. Mm. Uh, stunningly beautiful. Here's one for you. No chill Bibiana. I mean, that girl, she's got something special. I know she's she's aggressive. I know she's fierce. I'm not saying it's bad. She just has mm, no chill. No, but I watch her and I say, girl, you get it. Like, <laughs> you just keep causing drama and I'm going to keep watching. Ben, you should have been the bachelor guy. <laughs> um, yeah, the original Becca, obviously, uh, is one of a kind. Original? The one-on-one? Um, yeah. One-on-one oh, Becca. Call her the original? Yeah, the original. The top dog. Um, and then here's the ones that give me hesitancy. And I and I mean hesitancy in the, in the sense of I'm a little bit like the, the, it's early on. We don't know them fully. We've liked them at times. Maybe I haven't. And I'm a little nervous. Chelsea, the mom, I thought had a, episode two was one that I go, okay, I can see it now. She's, she's great. She was nervous night one because she didn't want to tell her she had a kid. Now that she said that, I, we're going to start to see her real personality. And I think she might shine, but she still gives me hesitancy. Uh, Mikkel, um, you know, obviously just we didn't see a lot from her uh, week two. Which one is she? She, she was the one that um, drove up in, in the fancy car on night one, flipped her hair around. Uh, a little bit. Oh okay. yeah. Yeah. She she was in the news this week, uh, apologizing for um, a picture she posted on Instagram years ago. Oh so, yeah, yeah. And so yeah, Mikkel. So was it was it scandalous? It was uh, uh it inappropriately was, racist. Yeah. So uh, what? What did she? <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you later. <laughs> um, and then we have Crystal. Uh, Crystal was one that I, I know we talked about a little bit ago. Th- there's just something different there, and I I don't know why she won't just. Be friendly and date Ari and chill a little bit. I actually will call her my no chill number two. Um, She's just vocal fry. So that's that, that's who I got. <laughs> Top uh, CNTA, Brittany, Marique, and Bibby, Anna, and then the original Becca. Hey, everybody. Uh, before we move into emails, I need to tell you about Latote. Question for you. Are you wearing clothing that is old and looks worn out? Because you don't have time to shop. I mean, we're all very busy. Uh, luckily, we, we, we spaced out some time for Nick to get in the studio, and he actually looks really nice. But do you find yourself repeating the same outfits every few weeks because you're too busy to shop? I mean, I know I do. Well, you need Latote. They're the style and fit experts. They have the data to fit you better than any other retailer. They have a great selection of workwear, weekend wear, and everything in between. Latote is your fashion assistant. We style your tote but you have full control of what goes into your box. And 
can swap out items to fit your schedule. So go to letote.com. That's L-E-T-O-T-E.com. And it's the perfect time to clean out your closet. I just cleaned out two sections of my closet. I have two to go. It's the new year. Get rid of the stuff you're not wearing and get stuff that you want to wear. Just to add to that a little bit, I've never understood how people have more than one section to their closet. I, I don't. I don't. I don't get that. I have. A, I have about ten shirts that I wear, and that's about it. Girls have a pants section, a jeans section, a dress section, a casual top section, a dressy top section, a blazer section, a jacket section. Well, a workout and I call it loungewear section. So Amy's not wrong. You need to clean out your closet, and then once you do, restyle yourself. But get the help from Latote. Enter promo code Almost Famous at checkout to get fifty percent off your first month. Once you sign up, you'll receive your completely customized tote within days. Choose between one or unlimited totes a month. Just wear what you want and return everything in the mail when you're done. It's that easy. Again, that's letote.com, L-E-T-O-T-E.com. Enter your code, which is our code, almost famous, and always have something new to wear with fashion delivered right to your door. Check out Latote. Hey, everybody, let's read some listener emails. I want to start here with one called Suspicious in Seattle. Says, so amped to watch Ari's season, hoping the womanizer rumors would be put to rest. Well, to my surprise, Ari tagged the young woman on a Snapchat story in New York City. On New Year's Eve. on, On New Year's Eve. Between his and her Instagram, there were multiple pictures of them spending time together in on New Year's Eve in New York City. One of hers was even captured calling him Daddy... Oh, geez. <laughs> Anyways, who is this? A bachelor handler, a friend, a date? I need to know. Is he really a changed man, or is this a sign that his venture didn't end with love? I figured if anyone could get to the bottom of it, it would be producer Amy. <laughs> <laughs> producer Amy, well, what do you think? What's well, going on? I, I recognize the girl as somebody, like a producer or something. Yeah, she's a producer on the yeah. she's a producer on the show. Um, oh. Well, then. Yeah, they were in New they're, they're in New York nothing. City for he New Year's was, Eve. Nothing. Yeah, because he was there for work promoting The Bachelor. He was on right. Good Morning America the next day. She was there with him. Of course, she's going to go and be his friend and hang out during that evening. It was nothing. He, it's a hand. It's a handler, or producer from the show. Uh, they were just having a good time. Don't look too much into it. Okay, here's one from Skyler, Ben and Nick. For the past few seasons, The Bachelors always seem to give the first impression rose to the women who don't get along with the other girls, the ones who are aggressive, outspoken, and know what they want. With the, exception, with the exception of Sean and Nick, Juan Pablo gave it to Charlene, Krista Britt, Ben to Olivia, and now Ari to Chelsea. It makes me wonder, do producers recommend who to give the rose to? Hmm. And then, Bachelorettes <laughs> seem to have a very good sense of the men in the beginning, with the exception of Andy and Desiree, who both gave it to their runner-ups. Caitlin gave it to Sean, JoJo to Jordan, and Rachel to Brian. Just interesting just an interesting observation would like to hear from you guys thoughts on why this is well first off it's very clear skylar women are more intuitive than men that's just true so of course they're going to give it to the right people and of course we're going to give it to the wrong i gave mine to rachel that's not a bad call no i mean no so to answer the question here uh and i'll answer for nick and i know the producers don't recommend uh they can't recommend obviously we don't know these women fully we know what we've seen and i think as we talked about on last week's uh, podcast, women that are a little more outspoken, a little more forward on night one, definitely come off as somebody more invested into the experience. And so I think our pull as The Bachelor is going to be, okay, that woman, woman seems to be here for the right reasons. And as a result, I want to make sure to invest in this relationship and to let her know that I care. Um, 
Bachelorette's just a really smart. I don't know. Yeah, they've made some really good decisions. Now that I read this email back. There's uh, also like different reasons why people might give out the first impression rose. You know, a, a lead a leader could give it to someone who it finds intriguing, but they're not even sure if if they they could easily be more into other people and give someone else the first impression rose or vice, you know, or, you know, and some yeah. people could literally just say, this is the person I like the most, you yeah. know? I mean, that's why we're watching the show is you're watching the whole story play out. So from night one on who he's into first or who she's into first to the very end, when we get the final conclusion of the show, that's why we watch this. Perfect decisions won't always exist, um, but the bleed tries, I would assume, very hard. Nick, on with the next email. I think it's from Elizabeth. From Elizabeth, hey, Ben and Nick, have you all seen what the ladies who got sent home night one from our season have created? See at the Rose Girls or at the underscore Rose Girls on Instagram. They also have a YouTube channel. Really? Well, I haven't fully investigated because I was too stunned and have to check in immediately. And we see if all you, if y'all knew and hope you could share your thoughts on the next podcast. The fact that the ladies sent home night one can now ride the fame train is unreal to me. This is adding a whole new element to the social experiment that is The Bachelor. How do you think this will affect the show and casting in the future? Thank you for sharing your thoughts and talents in broadcasting, journalism, podcasting, blogging, et cetera, et cetera, with the world. Best, Elise. Um, I don't think this is anything new. I think it's just more of the same. I think it's, it's, it's typical. Every... Every person who goes on the show, um, I think more than anything, is open to love but excited about this new experience. It doesn't mean they're only going to be famous. It just means they're going on for this thing. And the people who get sent home early on, especially night one, are like, it's hard. It's 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 certainly their egos that are certainly shot down. Um, yeah, listen, it's it's silly, yes, and no, they're not going to ride the fame train because they have no none, and no one cares about it. They're and not even almost like, famous. Uh, yeah, they're not even they're not remotely famous, and certainly comes across as a little thirsty and you know, lame. And but there's there's some solidarity. I think there's there's this hope and maybe strength in numbers. It's just like whatever. I mean, not to be too like, you know, not to be overly critical. Like I think there's just a lot of disappointment, and yeah, they're trying to make the most of it. I don't think it is going to affect casting. This isn't the first time uh, the women who got sent home early like tried to make the most of their experience. They, or men. I remember a hashtag that was the men, Rose yeah, Boys yeah, it's or not, something. It's not yeah, exclusive to the women anyway. Like, you're going to find people who go home early going on as many podcasts as, as they can possibly go on. I don't even care. It's just like, I'll, I'll go, you know, because they're just trying to maximize their time, of which they didn't. They They probably went into the show with a lot of uh, hopes and dreams that you know immediately got crushed. So I'm not you know judging. It's not going to go anywhere. It's yeah. it's typical. It happens every single season. I would just I mean my one my one if I I can give my advice would be I agree. It doesn't. It's not uncommon. However, they spent a lot of money on some videos. I, I watched these videos when I saw this email and I, I watched the videos back. There's there's some high production value in them. So I'm worried that they've all invested a lot of money and and they're hoping to get a return out of it. I would just advise anybody, hey, don't go on the show because you think you're gonna you're gonna get famous from it. It happens very rarely, if at all. Do a lot the, of luck involved. There's a lot of luck involved. There's a lot of being in the right place at the right time. Just do it because it's a cool experience, but don't go into it thinking this is gonna change your life. I've said it many times on this podcast. The best advice I was ever given 
was do this whole experience to enhance the life you already had, not change your life completely. Uh, if you weren't making YouTube videos before, I wouldn't recommend doing it because of the show. Nick, I think we have one more email for you there. From Tess. Hi, I'm 27 years old and perpetually single. I do my best to stay positive and understand that timing is everything. Everything happens for a reason. Disagree with that. Um, know yourself first. Uh, each year I get older, the more the fear of being alone presses on me, like not finding someone who is a real thing without settling. What advice do you have for myself and others like me who are feeling discouraged? Thank you for reading and keep doing what you're doing. Tess. Well, Tess, uh, you're only 27. So first and foremost, I know uh, a couple things that I kind of say. I get that you feel old because today is the oldest you've ever been, but you're only 27. Um, so when you're 35, you'll look back and think how young 27 felt. Um, so you're not that old, so you'll be fine. Um, second of all, yeah, I mean, listen, I also say one thing that people forget when, when they have uh, relationships don't work out is that if you're really, really, really lucky, uh, and I think Alon stole this in, from me in his book. He got this from me. But um, if you're really, really lucky, at most, you'll only have one relationship in your life that doesn't fail. One. That's the most. It's the most possible. Unless, you know, someone dies, it's not necessarily a failure, and you meet someone else. But that's it. You can only have one. So the fact that you're 27 and you, you haven't found that one yet, it's not that big of a deal and in a good way. So just keep doing what you're doing. It'll eventually happen. Um, don't stress about it. It's probably the worst thing you can do. And, um, you know, enjoy being 27. Have some fun. Make some bad choices. And then, you know, when you're 30 years old, you know, he'll come come running. You know, the the book that uh, Nick just referenced to is by Alon Gale. It's called You're Not That Great, it's a great but, book. And, but Neither Is Anyone Else. Alon is a producer on uh, The Bachelor, and he is also one of the people that will usually sit there in those one-on-one -on -one interviews and, and dive to the heart of your fears and your insecurities. Uh, go check out his book. Um, it's a great yeah. book. But uh, I would agree. I, I just want to add to that. Is let's start accepting singleness and saying there's actually a lot of benefit to it. Yeah. Um, you get to explore who you are better. You get a lot of time to process and think. Uh, your schedule is pretty much your own uh, without a few, you know, side activities. Singleness can be a very positive experience. And don't waste this time or this season of singleness because you're hoping for a, a relationship. I, I, would, I, I just think that's something I'm learning right now, too, is be in the present moment. Focus on where you're at now. Become the person uh, that you need to be for yourself so you can be that person for somebody else later and don't uh, don't compare yourself to others i mean i don't know if if uh tess you know has a circle of friends where they're all married and having kids already and so even though she's only 27 and, and relatively young she feels a lot older because everyone else is at different stages in their life and that can happen and if that is the case um get more friends yeah. um you know yeah and that's that's kind of the journey of life and it's just an opportunity to learn about yourself but i think it's just important not to stress yourself out and um use it as an opportunity to yeah you know and not maybe find new friends but like it is an opportunity to take advantage of like ben said of of being single and have new adventures because even though you, maybe you want to get married and have a kid you'll be the one person who's like your friends live vicariously through you because you're doing all this fun, single and exciting things. Yeah. And they're like, not, yeah, um, not to, you know, discourage it's, that, you know, one staying, I know you grass said is always greener. Yeah. Grass is always greener is something that, uh, I think our generation, uh, 
needs to deal with and see that the, the, the shiny new thing isn't always the best thing, but we're always going to want the shiny new thing. Hey, we have one last email. This one is really interesting to me, and I think Nick and I, uh, we got to prepare for a little tough love. Uh, I'm going to read it here. It's from Jessica. I've been in a relationship for three years with a man who I love. The relationship is, for the most part, great. For the most part, it's a relationship I've been I've dreamt of, except that about a year into our relationship, my friend discovered him on Plenty of Fish, which is a dating app, and Ashley Madison, trying to find other girls. I was devastated. I planned to break up with him. He begged me not to when I confronted him and promised me he would never cheat and that he will never go on another dating site. At that time, we were in a long-distance relationship, and I found out I was moving to the same city as him. So I chalked the whole thing up to we were only together on weekends. So it would be different now that we're in the same city. Fast forward four months later, I snooped through his email and found that he had signed up for another dating site. He said his account was hacked. Fast forward another nine months after this, and I snooped through his phone, and he had Googled best hookup site. And then he was looking for hookups on Craigslist and plenty of fish. I love him so much. Of course you do. The thought of breaking up is so sad. I'd like to mention that he's literally treats me like a queen, and I don't think he's actually cheating because we were so we're together so often. I don't think he could, but I wonder if he's addicted to seeing what else is out there. Should I end this? Please help. Can I? Can I? I'll Nick, take this away. Be honest, because I think this email requires honesty. Jessica, I, if I were to sum up my advice into one word, it would be run. Um, listen, listen, we've all been there. No judgment. I get where you're coming from. Uh, I think your ego is messing with you a little bit. Um, this guy is a terrible human being. She's been with him for a long time. It sounds like he checks a lot of the boxes of things that she wants. And there's probably a lot of great things about the relationship, but she's right now deciding to ignore a lot of the terrible things. And maybe there's a lot of fears of like, you know, the fear of being single, like the fear of, of, of admitting to yourself, this is not the perfect relationship that you, you thought it was. Um, there's some things with your ego in terms of, I don't think he's capable of cheating on me. Of course he's capable of cheating on you. Like everyone, like everyone is capable of being cheated on. You know, no one's so great or special that you know, someone wouldn't possibly cheat on them. It's, it's happened to the best of us. Um, so I think just, it's tough to admit that to yourself. Um, yeah, the, it was a long-distance relationship. This guy is aggressively trying to meet other women, and you're just his side girl, to be honest, Jess. Um, and um, you're his comfort. You're his Netflix and chill. You're the girl he gets to go on the dates with and pretend. Like, there's a lot of guys out there who, like, I don't get it. It's too much effort why guys will, like, have a relationship and, and still, like, date other women because it's too hard to make a successful relationship work. Um but some guys do, and so you're his Netflix and chill person. You're the person who he does relationship things with, and he gets to meet other women. Um, so this is a toxic and terrible situation that you're in that um, won't last. And if I can give you any final thoughts of um, of hope is that I can promise you, I, one thing I know, you won't end up with this guy. You might make a terrible decision, get engaged. You might make an even worse, terrible decision and get married. And you might make an even worse, terrible decision, like have a family with them. But eventually this relationship will end, hopefully sooner than later. When it does end and time passes, you will look back and be mad at yourself that you weren't more uh, honest with yourself about the reality of the situation. And you will cry and laugh, but most importantly, just be happy he's no longer in your life. That much I can guarantee you. I, that was beautiful.
I, that was honest. It, it was that was, and and I think Jessica just to add on the Nick is listen to to Nick. I mean, I think that's coming from a place where we have this unadulterated view of where this relationship is. We have this view from from a very high level based on an email, and what Nick is saying is, don't you can like and you can love somebody, but when you see the signs like this, especially when they're this. Um, deep and dark and they, they're this consistent it's it's time to go no matter how much it hurts so but also listen to yourself give yourself some credit in the sense that at, and this is advice for anyone at the moment you feel the urge to check someone's messages emails texts or anything uh, the relationship's over mm. um because there's a reason why you're doing it and maybe they're not necessarily doing anything but there's something toxic about the relationship that's making you do something that that, that you're better than um, so listen to yourself. There's something a part of you is telling you there's something wrong here. Your ego is telling you that it's not, you know, because your ego doesn't want you to think that you can be in this terrible relationship or be duped by this asshole or guy or just jerk or whatever. Um, but listen to yourself because there is a part of you All that is telling above. you the 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 telling you the right thing to do. The urge to to email and ask these questions. You know the answer, and I think you just have to have the courage and the guts to do the to do the right thing. Hey, everybody, this has been an incredible podcast. I, I want to thank Nick uh, for coming in and hanging out with us today. Yes, please. Uh, what what an awesome opportunity for us on this podcast to have Nick in here to talk about The Bachelor, to break down The Bachelor, because I, I think uh, just like Ari did, Nick took this experience very seriously. It was close to his heart, and his life has been affected in and because of the show and so nick thank you for coming in and you're sharing your heart with us and talking about a show uh, that you and i have both participated in also please keep those emails coming we enjoy them we need them uh i love re reading through them uh, this is a fun segment for us so email us at ben and ashley at iheartmedia.com i want to thank our sponsors sleep number latote and bioclarity finally ash will be back next week and we'll break down episode three of Ari's season, which is actually season four, episode three for this podcast. How crazy. Will we ever leave you alone? I don't think so. I hope we don't. Until then, I've been Ben, and you've been Nick. Hey, thanks, everybody. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.